Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome to Dish to the Script. girl oh she's on mute hello um i'm trying to deal with a dog that is now so excited after my chair spin it gave him life and he's like oh "Oh, are we playing we're playing i'm gonna nope not right now bubba not right now well i was chanting um go ducks go ducks go oh yeah um that would be great except uh i am wearing a ducks uh thing to a non-duck hockey game right all right right listen it's we are going to the the local ahl game but we have (laughs) been crushing the ducks farming team the goals so i'm about it go firebirds and it's the first home game since the arena opened up out here so it's a vibe i'm so excited for it Ooh, sounds like a vibe Mm. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. Is it the type of thing that you can get hot chocolate at? Oh my God, 100%. Probably spiked hot chocolate. Spiked hot chocolate. Beautiful. Hang on. Tucker is excited about the hot chocolate. Yeah. So Bree's going to handle Tucker for a hot second while I vamp here awkwardly. Vamp, vamp, vamp. (laughs) She's vamping. She's vamping. She's vamping. Um, I used to love uh, going to my brother's hockey games. Well, so fun. Hold on. Screw. Let me rewind. Okay. I did not love going to my brother's hockey games. Uh, (laughs) I thought that they were boring. I thought that they were old. I thought that the worst part about it is that he and his equipment smelled like absolute garbage. Oh, that's true. That is true. On the way home. Very stinky. But the way to cope with my requirement of going to these hockey games was by drinking a lot of hot chocolate, which did, did make it like worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Two per period parents. Yeah. Let's get it together. It was just like, you know what also really sucked about it is like Jamie's four, he's three and a half years older than me, like four grades older than me. Yeah. And all of those boys that were like, they were hockey cute. Hockey cute uh, is it's like, a thing. This is why I'm looking cute to go to the hockey game. You, and you do, Thank but you, you do. Thanks. <laughs> you know what you know what I mean when I say hockey cute. They're like they're Oh my like god, yeah. Thick everywhere. You can miss a, te- a tooth or two, but it works for you, baby. It, it works, works for them. For it's you. so weird. And so with the the challenging thing was is like they were all really like hockey cute, but like I was too it was like too young to be taken seriously as someone that they could be interested in. Do you hear squeaking? Yeah, I do. I hear the squeaker toy. You go off, Tucker. You go off. This is also the first hockey game that I'm getting to go to with my new eyeball prescription. So I have my contacts oh, in. Go. So it's going to be even more exciting because I can really see the puck now. I'm not going to lose yeah. it as much. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, perfect. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like, great. you could really see how cute they were. Without that's true. Teeth, I can really like... see how cute they look. Yeah. 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 yeah that too. That too. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, are we going to continue down this road of love is blind? Oh, we're continuing down the love is blind. Um, (gasps) the love is blind train. And uh, I'm going to be honest that the, the, these two episodes, the first episode was more upsetting to me than the second. Agreed. 
Yeah. The second I have very few notes on, they were like Same. trying on. It was mostly and dresses and like. It's rough. Right, yeah. How it's toxic rough. can you get there? Right. How yeah. toxic can we get? Yeah. So let's focus um, on the meat and potatoes. Where do you even all right. start? Well, we can like touch on the fact that when um, Alexa's dad and Brennan are meeting now, Jax is going off. Can you I know they're just like him? taking turns. <laughs> That's okay. So Alexa's dad kind of like he likes Brennan, but he starts to like really get real with Brennan and is just like, look, like cut the mm. bullshit. Like, are you going to be able to provide for my daughter? And Brennan's mm-hmm. like, although we were raised in two very different environments, like it is my goal to bust my ass to be able to give alexa the life that she deserves yeah so no not i thought was sweet yeah i thought that that was sweet i i think that like i i understood i mean i understood dad's like machismo like uh give my jags oh the no not the titanic hand that he just gave (laughs) i'm like trying really hard to train him out of the whininess and it is a challenge it's like i have no response i'm stonewalling him and it's painful because i feel like it's so traumatizing but that's what they tell you to do listen people don't talk enough about how (laughs) difficult it is to train a dog i i swear to god did they have a meeting before we came on? Did they have they a did. meeting? They did. They have their own text chat and they're like, how are we going to fuck these bitches up this time? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, I, no one talks about how difficult it is to like, to, to take on the emotional burden of training a dog. Cause you really have to leave them in their feels a lot. You have to be so aware of your own behavior and not give in to them. And like, you know, strong people can handle it. And we are both strong. But so strong. Damn, they will play um, us. Now I have a question for you back to Alexa's dad oh, okay. and Brennan. That's right. It's not like so, dogs are blind. It's love is blind. Well, this is also, I'm kind of confused. So was this a circumcision joke when Alexa's dad whipped out yes. his knives and was yeah. like, I hear you're willing to convert. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it was cool. a really, I just wanted to make sure. That it was a really violent um, circumcision very, joke very violent also like who's to say brennan's uncut not already i know like that's a huge assumption to me yeah um, he could totally be cut but uh, based on his reaction i would say that he probably is uncut so really you don't think he was just trying to go along with the joke out of sheer fear because now there are weapons on the table yeah <laughs> probably whatever <laughs> Yeah, whether yeah, you're yeah, cut yeah. or not, Brandon, I'm proud of you. For- <laughs> he hung, he, uh, for you hung in there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, no pun intended. He hung hard. I am pun intended. <laughs> Way to hang in there, he Brandon. Hung, yeah. All right. Uh, so then, it, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I my notes on this show are honestly like toss them all. Just toss all of them. I I thought that, I think. I think that Brennan is doing okay. I think that he's doing the best that he can. Like agreed. Even even him with uh Alexa's friends. Like I yeah. like that I like that the, the friends were kind of like trying to give this warning, like, are do you know what you're in for? Like, are you signing up for everything that you're in for? And I, I appreciate that friends are being like, Listen, I don't want you to just let's not pussyfoot around the situation. Like, yeah. are you are you here for real? And I get that. I appreciate that energy from your friends. 
But I love that Brennan is just like, what's everyone talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm marrying her. Like, yeah. She's like, great. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's good. I have zero complaints. She's I great think, over here. I think also that it's hard for people to understand the potentiality of someone just truly accepting someone else for who they are. Mm -hmm. Mouthful of food and all. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they're so stuck in their own prejudices that when Brennan is like, she's wonderful, like, yeah, we're not perfect, but like, she's wonderful, that that's not enough for them because they are so accustomed to like the, you know, player types. And also that's such a foreign concept to just accept someone, you know? Yeah. I think honestly, like, I think that a lot of people in my life would have felt similarly. They would have been like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, how do we know you're for real? Because, you know, what's, what are you actually about? But I, I, I actually wish that we got to see more of what it must've been like for Alexa to spend time with Brennan's family, for Brennan to spend time with Alexa's family and friends, because yeah. I'm sure that there's probably even better stuff there uh, that we're missing because I just think that they, they like have it. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm really happy for them. Go off, you two. Um, I also, I can't, I really love Alexa. I really love who she is and I love how she feels about herself, like the relationship she has with herself. Mm, because me too. she she goes into the trying on, we're going to like leap because we I don't have many notes on these two, so I'm leaping to episode eight. Like yeah, they're in the bridal go. shop. And Alexa is in this potentially very triggering environment because it's all of these other women with all different kinds of body types um, trying and on relationships dresses. with their bodies. Yes, exactly. But Alexa was like, she does not hide from calling herself a curvy girl. She owns it. She's like, I mm -hmm. want, you know, something that is going to hug my curves and show that off. And I want something to push my boobs up because that's where I'm lacking. And I want to be able to yeah. show those off. <laughs> and I love like how matter of fact and not like yeah. shamey, self-shamey it was. And I don't feel yeah. like she sat in that room and struggled with like, oh, she looks good in that dress. How would I look? And like, I don't not think she all. ever goes there in her mind. Not at so all. I just want to like highlight how beautiful beautiful of a relationship and how wonderful she's demonstrating that to all of us as we walk, continue to watch yeah. her and Brennan evolve. I agree. It's so interesting to, to see how she navigates her uh, love is blind experience. Obviously she's with a diff very different person, yes. um, but compared to how some of the other girls are, have been affected by the challenges that have come up in uh the show or, yeah. or during their experience you remember last episode we were talking about how even for zeneb it would it's not enough to have a partner like brennan who's just like it's all you i am yeah. all for you you have to be able to take care of your own insecurities and really like double down on that self-love and figure out what it is that you appreciate yourself that also probably has lots to do with things that have nothing to do with your body, you know? Yeah. And, and Alexa seems, I don't know if it was the environment that she grew up in or if it's the work that she's put in herself, but she really is so certain of who she is and that confidence just rises in every yeah. environment that she is in. And it has very little to do with just having a partner and more than that, a partner that validates all of that value. Yeah, 
and isn't like questioning it or poking and prodding at it. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, bitch, go off. I am here to support you. And she does the same for Brennan. Like, I really love that between them. Like, she's always like lifting Brennan up too. Like, she doesn't, she can be Alexa. I've caught her being self deprecating mostly in the initial, like, right out of the pods. But now yeah. as they've evolved together, like, oh, it's been so mm-hmm. great to watch how they lift each other up. It's beautiful. Go so off. true. Proud of you guys. So true. All right. Um, who I, we jump into up, next? Let's go to Matt. Matt introduces Colleen to his family. Um, yeah. We see Matt introduce Colleen to his family. Eventually, we see Matt introduce Colleen to two of his best friends. We don't see Colleen's family. And we're, mm-hmm. it's also, they're also not mentioned. So I'm curious what the situation with that is. But nevertheless, we see um just the continuation of matt and colleen and sort of how they make sense of their problems and it's just to like based on what we were saying last episode it's not good i don't feel good about it it doesn't seem like matt takes a whole lot of uh uh not a lot of awareness of like where his issues are coming into play here he's really focused in on the fact that like you know we talked about it so we got through it and colleen's really focused on I am going to fight for this person. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, she, we start kind of the episode with like towards the beginning of this episode, she alludes to, um, the club fight that Matt like loses his shit over, which we didn't even get to in our last episode, but basically Matt, no, no, no. It, to... it, it came up, it came up. Oh, in that these, was this episode. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So yeah, she kind of just starts talking about how like, you can't run away, like you can't just like, pick something get so irate about it and decide to pack your bags. And when I learned more from Colleen's perspective of what was happening in the club hold fiasco, I really wanted to sit Matt down and be like, what the fuck, bro? Like, she FaceTimed you twice and you're still this angry? She was with all girls in an Uber and you're still this angry? Like, chill the fuck out. Like, it is complete. It's it's scary. It's scary. So it's like, yeah. what is going on with? And and I'm really frustrated that Bartiz finally kind of called him out on it and was like, "You need to chill. Wake up in the morning and have this conversation with her." You know, because yeah. you've been looking for a reason to be upset and mm-hmm. to leave, and like <laughs> you keep doing this to yourself. And um, which I appreciated it. And there were other things he said to Matt that I did not appreciate because he kept like comparing his situation to Matt's. It was just unnecessary. Um, So, yeah, like I, I just don't foresee Matt ever being solution oriented with how he's going to fix his own shit. It's like, oh, we talked about it. We got over it. We moved on. And it's like, that's not enough because you're just going to keep being this volatile and explosive at these things. So what is your fucking plan the next time that your temper goes? That's what I want to hear as your partner. What is your plan? How are you going to handle this? Yeah. 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 Like, did, did they clarify that Matt, Matt's perspective of that evening was, I told Colleen I'd meet her back at the apartment and the next thing I know she's at the club when Colleen's perspective was we were in two different Ubers. We were both supposed to head to the club there. The boys FaceTimed Uber you. Yeah. went to the apartments. Yeah. I, I FaceTimed you. I FaceTimed you. Matt saw that there was a club scene and yeah. he was triggered and he freaked the fuck out. Right. And Colleen 
has no idea that she's done anything wrong. No. She thinks that having this FaceTime and allowing him to see, like, what's going on has got her in the clear. She probably stays out a little bit, comes back. He's packed his bags. He's freaking out. Freaking out. Like, not only have they still not actually processed any of their issues. Like, I, I believe Colleen when she says, like, you know, I... I, I I finally found some ground and I stood up for myself and like, yeah, I uh, told him exactly what you said. Like you can't keep running, but I, I don't think that I think that they're missing the bigger picture, which is that Matt has now had twice in a very short amount of time has twice now flown. He has had the exact same reaction to two very different, uh, upsets at, and they're different degrees of like what he's upset about. And each time he is volatile, he's loud, he's yelling, he's threatening, his posture is aggressive, and he's threatening to leave the relationship. Like and packing, all of that physically shit. Packing. Yeah, yeah. Physically packing. That shit is toxic as fuck. So toxic. So And toxic. I hate I hate so like his friends obviously understand like a bit of understand or enable because that's my thing yeah true keep coming i wanted to come to the tv at the friends be like don't (laughs) belittle this the the friends i i I think that i i feel like i saw less of that but i know exactly what you're talking about because they really were like they were they weren't making it like a bigger issue to be like and maybe they were trying to not put them on blast but they were endorsing it. I totally understand. They're acknowledging it, and they're basically letting Colleen. They're know, like, like hey, we "Yeah, know we uh, we know he yells. I know you yell." <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, I know you yell, Matt. Are you talking to her that way?" Like my bigger issue. Yes, the, the friends are obviously an issue with that. My biggest issue is the way that Matt laughs all of this off, and he was. I you know. Can tell that he's uncomfortable. It's really too, bad because yeah. he doesn't want Colleen to actually put all of this on blast. He yeah. doesn't because he's not proud of this. So it's just like it's But if toxic, you're not proud of it, why do you do it? Like it's this not, is it, my it's not at a place for marriage. No, mm. no, it's not. And it really bothers me because it's like so I, I look, I'm not calling Matt a narcissist. I don't have enough data on that. Like I haven't seen enough of like these layers, but I can tell you that he does not manage his emotions well and really allows it to fall into narcissistic tendencies when he is reacting. But here's what I really don't like is that a lot of people always ask, like, are narcissists self-aware? Like, do they know what they're doing wrong? Specifically in the covert narcissist dynamic. And I want to say this very loud and very clearly. If they didn't know right from wrong, they would treat everybody publicly that way too. So there's something Mm -hmm. about how I treat you behind closed doors that needs to stay quiet and secret between us. Don't Mm -hmm. go telling people that I yelled at you. Don't go telling people that I packed my bags. Don't go telling people what I've done Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. now I care about how I'm perceived. I care about how, and it's like, that's what has me kind of like, all right, Matt, if you know what you're doing is wrong, let's get to a place where you're so self-aware that you are like, I want to change that. Not, I'm just going to keep doing it because you keep doing it out of defensiveness, you know, thinking that you're self-righteous in this anger tamper tantrum that you're doing, but then you have shame around it in front of your friends where it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm of the mindset that like, we should be able to be like, yeah, this is one of my most toxic traits and like, 
fuck, I need to work on that with our friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it just, it's a little, it's just, it's, it's a little too fishy for me. And I, I just, again, Colleen run, <laughs> run girl. Oh yeah. Like this is, this is not a it's relationship bad. to put, to put money on and especially no. solidify with, uh, with a marriage license. It's, it like solidify with the marriage like like it shouldn't it definitely should not be <laughs> um yeah. do you have more on them in our um, experience with I them thought, across episodes well i thought that uh the only other thing that i thought was weird um with the i have a cough one second <laughs> we're vamping we're vamping it's brianna's turn to vamp hey um, <laughs> I think that the only other thing that I thought was a little interesting was his mom, Matt's mom, um, and family kind of alluded to a joke that was like, yeah, he has a new girl here all the time. And then his friends were like, maybe one or two dates, but like, I haven't really seen him in like a real relationship. And I thought that that was really interesting that too. Yeah. I was like, his family is like you know, boy who cried wolf type vibes, you know, meaning like I found yeah. a new girl and his friends are like, I haven't really. So that for me was a little interesting. Cause I'm like, um, where I didn't catch that at all. Where's the lie? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who's not telling the truth. And I think that one of those things where the family was like, we're kidding, we're kidding. But it's one of those things where like, there's a thread of truth in every joke that oh, it's like, yeah. why would a family say that to a brand new fiance? If it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like in the first 30 seconds, it was really fast. Like she met them and they were like, yeah, he brings a new girl. Like, oh, here's the next one. Like it was just really icky. Yeah. So the other thing that I thought was interesting was Matt's mom also very quickly, because at first she was very much focusing, is Colleen acting? Is she going to ditch out on Matt? And then she said really quickly in her confessional, honestly, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt blindsided her. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what? Interesting it, I thought that little... was so interesting. Me too. So again, it, when we smell smoke, there's a forest fire. <laughs> there's a fire. Yeah, if you're in California, on 100%, unfortunately. Fuck. Yeah, I, that's way too true. Went to I, a dark place I, there. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, it's okay. Um, got, I got, I was, I thought that was really interesting for her to have so much compassion immediately for the possibility of that happening to Colleen, a girl who Matt's mother has known for probably a couple hours at that point. Yeah. If that, because it felt early. She was also putting her purse down. So it's like, was it like, how fast was it? It was weird. It was weird. It's suspicious. So that's all I'm saying to add to the suspicious pile is that it's, it's sus. Yeah. Oh, we got a suspicious pile. Suspicious. Ooh, buddy. Who's next? Okay. All right. I let's talk about Cole and Zeneb. Okay. Um, Cole brings Zeneb to his apartment, which is honestly bordering health hazard with its <laughs> bugs. The toilet was and the worst. The toilet was the, the toilet worst. The toilet was the worst. And also like this this guy. Um, he knew that he was leaving for his show for the show and he didn't even bother to like clean his dishes that yeah. must've been left from the last time he had cooked food. Like, which is like, 
Mm. How, what was your intention? Like, did you go to the show thinking there's no way I'll meet someone? So like, who the fuck cares? Because if it was me, I'd be like, the next time I'm in here, I could potentially be bringing home my fiance. So like, let me make sure things are at least somewhat no, in order. That at all. You know? I'm also trying like, to figure out how this man is a real estate agent. and A luxury real estate. Because he says like, he flips <laughs> homes and it's nice. You yeah, know? I'm trying to figure that one out. That one's not making a lick of sense to me. And but the, the but the piece that actually really really had me upset was Zenob goes into his bedroom, and I understand at this rate she's been trying to not she's been trying to like contain a lot of comments, criticism, criticisms, yeah. and possible judgment. But yeah. we get to the bedroom, and I'm calling this out because I need this to no longer be normalized. She gets to the bedroom and she's like, wow, cool. I'm impressed. You have a bottom sheet and a top sheet. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. The bar for men is in hell. It's in hell. <laughs> I know and a lot of cannot... women that don't even, that don't. I had a girlfriend sleep over really? the other day and she said that. She was like, wow, you have an adult bed. You have a bottom sheet and a top. So I kind of laughed because I, I have girlfriends who don't have multiple sheets. Okay, then let this be a call to absolutely everyone. Get your fucking shit together. Get your shit together. I don't care. I I don't, you know what? I don't care if you never use a top. I know people that don't use a top sheet. Like, I know people that love to be bottom comforter and, like, uh, I'm sorry, bottom sheet and comforter. But, like, you better be washing that shit. You better be changing it. You better, like, we cannot be at this age living in our own spaces and y'all don't know how to fucking clean a floor. I'm sorry. You don't yeah. know how to you do a little. You don't know how or yeah. you just don't do it because those are two very different concepts. I believe a lot I'm... of people know how but yes. choose not to do it. Yeah. Very true. Though, a lot of men also don't know how because they were rarely put in the position. Yeah, yeah, they were rarely put in the position to actually learn and help out depending on who they were raised by raised by. And and like so a lot of That was my first marriage independence and only (laughs) (laughs) at least right now. Um it's just like it's exhausting. I'm not gonna lie fucking exhausting. Oh I bitch I know it. In this day of YouTube, in this day of YouTube, where oh there is someone with a tutorial on yeah. how to do anything that you ever you want to do. You could get a college do. degree on YouTube. Like, there is enough shit out I'm there saying. that you can learn and be so resourceful. Yeah. Oh, my God. I use YouTube Period. for everything. Got to tune Me my too. guitar? YouTube. Figuring out how to change dishwasher parts? YouTube. I learned how to fix my toilet seat on YouTube. There you go. This shit yeah. was YouTube uh, educating us on life skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying now I won't pay for it. I will not pay for it. I will listen to an app. YouTube I'll listen premium? to a couple of apps. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I will watch those ads before I watch some middle-aged man teach yeah. me how to uh, liquid chlorine my patio you know what i mean yep. like i'm gonna yes. i'm gonna figure it out 
Yeah. So anyway, we we have to so, stop being impressed by stuff like this. It's really like it's not it's not a good look for us. It's like it's I kind of was hoping Zay would ask like what's like so when you move in like it's um, my understanding that we don't want this to be the status of our place. So like what chores are you open to doing and what chores are you like I don't yeah like let's start that conversation. Beautiful. I if I'm being honest as a partner I fucking hate vacuuming. I hate that's why I have mm. a robot vacuum. Okay best mm-hmm. investment i've mm-hmm. ever fucking made in my life to this day mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. mind cleaning yeah. toilets though which a lot of people mm-hmm. are fascinated by that they're like fuck the toilet i will vacuum so like in almost every one of my partnerships i've had that conversation seriously because it's like i will take the bathrooms i will clean that shit can you vacuum for me though because i fucking hate that <laughs> like yeah so yeah yeah i it's agree like, that would have been have a beautiful the convo. Have conversation mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Uh, okay. Something else happens, and it okay. Sort of tell me, locks, uh, Matt and Colleen back in, but they have a bar Fuck night this. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a bar night out, and Zeneb, uh, she, she uh, like what what ended up happening that got that got her into a place where she, I mean, I get the, the the real answer. The answer that I don't want to say that I'm going to say is that they just never actually dealt with their problems. So the, probably the time that everyone gets all back together in the same room, Zenob is probably confronted with the things that she's upset about when it comes to Cole and how he makes her feel and they're back at this yeah. party. Is that what happens? Well, Colleen, Colleen's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I told, you know, Cole, he was an attractive guy, but then she goes, Zenob goes to Matt to talk to him about it because they're on the receiving end of it and they just ignite each other's anger even more because Matt goes to put words in Colleen's mouth, which he's been doing since this whole thing started, saying that Colleen said whatever happens, happens, which I'm actually really proud because eventually Matt goes to Cole to confront Cole and Cole's like, she didn't say that. And I'm actually really proud because Cole could have like really ignited their relationship and been like, Go ahead and think she said that, I don't think but he, he didn't. I don't think he wants to. I think he's, no. again, I think he's a certified idiot and he's really honest. And this is the only time that that was handy. The only time. Yeah. Because so he squashed it. He, yeah. So he's like trying to explain to Matt, like we were talking plainly, like I totally get, and he validated Matt like being upset and like, which was smart. Good job. Which also is like, okay, yeah. Cole, you can do it for Matt. Do it for fucking Zay. Um, <laughs> so please. true. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Like, we'll validate our friends but over our partners. It's mm. weird. Um, or we'll validate so, men and call women crazy. For real. Also true. Very true, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not okay in either instance. So, yeah, I appreciated Cole having Colleen's back and, like, helping de-escalate Matt. Matt is so intense. Like, when he was talking to Zay, it was just he was so fucking intense about the whole thing. And so Zay then feels... Too. Yeah, he was. And it took Cole being like, no, she didn't Tell say me. that. And, man like, to man. Re- yeah, it was really... He's like, I would trust her. She's so into you. Like, stop stressing. And then Zay goes to Cole and is like, you know, you make me feel insecure. I don't like being this couple. Um, She didn't communicate. If I was going to, like, I get how she was communicating. She was communicating emotionally. If I'm going to be a practitioner about this, it's like, yes, it could have been delivered better. But simultaneously, like, this girl's being put through the ringer. And Cole has not been helping her through the ringer. It's just been like, 
figure it out, Zay, you know, deal with your insecurities instead of him being like, look, I really love you and care about you. And I'm, and he eventually did. So after this whole issue with the night out, Cole then takes her on a date and brings her flowers and does say the thing that he needed to say sooner, which is, I'm so sorry. I didn't make you feel like you're the most important girl to me. Um, and I hurt you. And I said, like, I, I'm proud that he finally got there, but it needed to happen way sooner. The fact that it took mm-hmm. him so long to really repair that is a concern of mine too. Cause it's like, you can't on it. I've looked at this from, uh, if we're going to talk Gottman Institute research, really mm-hmm. where conflict fucks couples up, isn't the conflict itself. It's how quickly they repair couples that mm-hmm. pull away from each other when they have an argument and they like punish each other by like, well, I need to be alone now. And like, da da da, And they like, they like withhold affection. They withhold repair. Mm. That is the mm-hmm. worst thing scientifically you can do for your relationship. Whereas it's proven again, Gottman Institute. Thank you so much for this relation or this uh, re- research. When a couple can have a fight, come together and actually repair quickly. They say within 24 hours is the best time. Um, The relationship is much healthier. But when we get to Mm -hmm. a point where we need to punish, where we need to pull away so that the other person knows how upset we are, so that the other person knows how much they hurt us, we are doing a disservice to not only us, but the relationship as a whole. So that is really what's fucking up Zainab and Cole right now is that he he gets so in his head and she gets so in her head that there's not this camaraderie of like, let's get, let's do this together. Let's take, let's tackle this together. Let's come back together. Let's love on each other. Let's figure out what, how we can love on each other to move through this. So yeah, icky. I'm glad he finally got there, but it needs to happen sooner. Yeah. It was just rough. Um, Super rough. And like, and he still like, he continued like, Obviously, we see less of this towards the end of these episodes, and I also wonder if this is a bit... I don't know how reflective it it is of them being in a good place before the weddings. I just think that the editors needed a... They needed to show an arc moving um, as we lead up to the wedding. Otherwise, I think everyone would be like, yeah, obviously, they're both going to say no. It's ridiculous. It's a no-brainer. They need to create a little bit of mystery. So um, what I imagine is Cole continues to meet Zeneb's uh, concerns with like this brutal honesty that is just nothing, not helpful at all. Instead, it's just incredibly hurtful. And she's yeah. like, just, you can see it like breaks her down. It's, it's, we said it already. It's really yeah. bad. They're not good together. Next. Um, Fuck. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> this is so... and Nancy. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the whole, I mean, my issue with Bartise is that he uses this language constantly throughout these last two episodes where he's dealing with, and I quote, a bucket of problems, and then continues Mm. to list two. And it's just like, it's like Mm. nails on a chalkboard for me, because what's really Mm. happening is he doesn't want to admit the truth, that he's not physically attracted to Nancy. And that's really the issue here. And he keeps trying to blame it on anything else because he doesn't want to seem like a shallow person, you know? And so he's bringing up the abortion thing over the potentiality if she were to get pregnant with a kid with special needs. And the other thing, which is the ex-boyfriend being involved in the business. And what 
continues to piss me off about this situation is that there's no, again, there's no solution-oriented conversation. It's just like, let's get back to where we were in the pods. Let's get back to being us. Our emotional connection is strong enough to carry us through. That's not, that's so cute. That's so cute and fluffy. <laughs> but like, bitch, give me the vegetables. Like, what What are we yeah. going to do? How are we going to do this? How can I make you feel beautiful? How can we work on our sexual connection? How, like, come on. Like, how? What? Those are the questions, mm. right? Mm. Um, I also did not like the, this whole thing starts off with them like feeling that at odds with one another and how apparently Nancy asked for a hug and he replied saying, you're so needy. And then she's like, it was a joke. And I'm like, no, we need to stop normalizing that bullshit. I'm over that. I'm so fucking over mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. People are gaslighting or like in this case, I guess like it's, it could be a version of gaslighting. It could just also be a version of name calling, you know, calling her needy. But, um, well, and I, I, I truly stand by that it is a form of gaslighting because it's, it's making her feel that her having needs is an issue. And then she's going to question, like, am I needy? Should I not speak up for myself? And so to me, that's why I'm like, I would categorize it as yeah. that. Um, so, she, so I feel for her because she then immediately is like, I know it was like, he said he was joking, but it's like, we don't joke like that. That is the most painful way mm -hmm. to joke. If a guy, if a guy looked at his woman and was like, you know, I really value having sex once a day. And she was like, wow, you're so needy. Like, are mm -hmm. you fucking kidding me? Like we would be like called so many names. We would be called prude. We're in a relationship. Sex is normal for a relationship. Like that would instigate a fight so quickly. So it's like, yeah. why when a woman speaks up and is like, you know, basically saying like physical touch, like I need that. I need that reassurance from you right now. And we're being told we're needy, but it's like a guy's right. allowed to speak up for her, his sexual desires. And like, we're not allowed, like really, like it's all right. the same. It's all the fucking same. Yeah. Can we respect and each I other's needs and requests? And I'd be, and I'd agree with you that it, it's a form of gaslighting, uh, because it also feels untrue in the course of what was normal in their relationship up until this point. Um, yeah. because previously it was Bartise who was frequently being like, why are you so far away? Come over here. Like, come sit with me, like be over here. Like, I want you on yeah. top of me. I want you near me. I want you next to me. I want to kiss you. I want to touch you on blah, blah, blah. And I think that once Bartise started feeling the way that he's feeling now, he started to pull away, which is fine. He's allowed to pull away if he's yeah. not feeling it. But when Nancy is noticing partner, that, yeah, exactly. When Nancy is noticing that gap in affection, she's just calling in what she has now been used to, which is what she said. She's like, before yeah. it wasn't like this. So now I'm asking him like, hey, can I have a kiss? And he says, you're so needy. It's just sort of like, that's a bunch of bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah. No. What's tough is like, I also, it's like, I, I see all of this, this issue. I, I continue to see Bartiz sink deeper and deeper into his doubt and his awareness that this yeah. isn't the right relationship for him. I'm not even, I don't even want to come for Bartiz for being, uh, for being in a place of doubt or pulling himself yeah. away physically if he's not feeling into it. Like, I think Bartise is a human being and yeah, a shallow one, but he's, he's honest about being shallow as well. I, 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 I'm, I want him to just 
stand in the fact that this isn't the relationship for him. For him. So that Me Nancy too. can move on because all because what I also notice is that the two of them the two of them sort of not lie, but like cover up with this like Oh, but we're best friends and we just bounce yeah. off of each other and the emotional connection is just off the charts. And, D- and Nancy does this even more. Nancy is so yes. set in yes. this commitment that even when Bartise says things that are clearly red flags about his doubt, yeah. she doesn't even hear flinch. it. No. Yeah. Yeah. That shit scary. is wild to me. Yeah. How is she not here? She's like, okay. She's like, baby, she chooses like, not to. She, she, my one thing with Nancy is she is still operating from a place of, let me prove my worth to you. That is what is continuing to happen with her. Mm -hmm. And so she, yes, for whatever reason, she's decided on Bartise, which I'm also wanting to like, be like, baby, but let's look at that girl. Cause like you have so much (laughs) value and you're so put together that it's like, what is it about Bartise that you feel is going to cater or add to your life? Because from what I'm looking at, from the outside looking in, it only feels that Bartise is going to pull away from what she has so well established. So be only because of the emotional um, maturity levels that are so differing, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, Bartise is 25. He's allowed to be 25. There's no issue that he's struggling to, like, find his partner physically. Like, I get it. You know, I understand what he's saying. I understand that he has a completely different viewpoint on the abortion situation than Nancy does. But those are the conversations where it's like, don't wait to have that conversation. Have it fucking now and figure out if you actually could. Because what are you going to do? Wait till she's pregnant to then be like, well, now really, what what are we going to do? Because it's like, I don't think Nancy wants to sign up to be a single mom either. Nor does Bartise. So it's like, they, it's weird. They are not even properly following through with that conversation. No. Because clearly there's a major difference of opinions on, on like their beliefs about abortion. And yeah. the first time it came up, Nancy left it as, I feel like Bartise is, is willing to learn from me. And I'm like, I don't no. know if he yeah. is. I just think no. that you guys didn't finish the conversation and that's what you want to believe is on the horizon. Yeah. And then she's confronted with this, with his family who feel obviously feel very similarly to Bartise. And Nancy's like, Oh wow. Like this is, this is a, this is a very clear difference. So yeah. very, very clear difference. And again, they still didn't really deal with it. And Bartise is just hanging it over his shoulder of like, these are the things that I have to deal with. And you were right when you said like, it's really like, let's just, stop, let's cut the crap. It's really that you're not attracted to her. And yeah. you know what? He was really fucking honest about that when he was at Matt's apartment and he was yeah. trying to calm Matt yes. down. And of course, Bartese had to insert himself because that's what he does every time he's trying to su- support someone else. He's like, he's like, Hey, I would live to be in your position. I would kill yeah. to be in your position. You, you know, you Call got your problems, but you met your woman. Yeah. You met your woman. You're attracted to her off the bat good for you. I would love to be in your position. Figure it out. And it's like, whoa, Bartise, you just said a lot there. Yeah, you did. He did. And it it really made me uncomfortable because it's like the conversation that you are like expressing to Matt, which don't insert your storyline into someone else's shit. Um, But two, uh, Mm. you need to really sit down and think about what you just said. 
so candidly in the middle of the night to somebody. That, that's your truth, hun. That's the, that's, yeah, that's the subliminal energy that you are carrying with you in all of these conversations and activities that you're doing with Nancy. So it's yeah. like, fuck people and like, to be honest on. like nancy nancy really doesn't deserve all that shit no like, and i would have way more respect for bartice if the first time he met raven and was putting his foot in his mouth and telling nancy that raven's a smoke show i would have way more if that next morning if he was like nancy i really value you as a person and because of that i don't want to bullshit you i after being outside of the pods and getting to spend time with you i've just come to realize that I need more sexual chemistry with my partner and I'm struggling to find that with you. And that yeah. like, just fucking say that and be done with it. Do not drag mm. this girl through getting a wedding dress, through all of these arguments, through meeting your family, meeting her family and all this other shit, because you're too much of a coward to just own and take responsibility for your desires in a relationship and have respect for her as a human being and name it like a fucking is. I, I, and you, that's why he's 25. I guess. I don't know. Like, and that's why he's 25. Uh, I'll tell you also when I knew he was 25. Um, when when Nancy's having a conversation with Andrew at this party, which, I listen, I'm not even oh going to dignify Oh, my God, yes. I can't. Oh, I forgot <laughs> I about this. I know. Fuck you. It hurts, doesn't it, Bartiz? It hurts. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna dignify Andrew's weirdo behavior because, like, I hope to God that it doesn't even become a plot line again. No. I really hope it doesn't. But like, anyway, Nancy is is finding herself being honest about how she feels at this particular point in her relationship. Like, I think Andrew caught Nancy at a vulnerable moment when she was with like, alcohol. After, yeah. yeah, with alcohol where she was at like her breaking point as far as like how the situation with Bartise was making her feel. I really wish she would say that to Bartise. I know. She Me was too. like, you know, I, I forget her verbiage exactly, but she was just basically like, he's this person. I love I'm him. So more than, interested. I yeah. love him. Yeah. I don't like, I know that I'm not his type. I know that he wants a different kind of girl than what I look like. I know that's what he usually goes for. I also know that he loves me, but, I'm on the other side of this where I don't have any of those feelings. I'm not conflicted no. the way that he's conflicted. And that makes me feel like I don't know what to do. And so Bartise comes up around that time and mm -hmm. Bartise it's, this was really so interesting to me because Nancy has just been crying. That's obvious. Bartise picks up on that zero. He comes up. But I he, think he did, so... but didn't want to acknowledge it. I don't Fuck. know though, because he was so, I, my theory is that he was so, um, fixated. So like tunnel vision on the fact of like Andrew and Nancy were just talking and what's going on here and what's this about? And like, is the Andrew, like, is Andrew saying something about me or is Andrew saying something about him? Is Nancy feeling yeah. something with Andrew. Like he's obviously like trying to posture himself to be like, is there something that I need to be worried about? And Andrew doesn't say anything, um, which was probably appropriate. And Nancy is like going into conceal mode where she's just like laughing, like he he ha about nothing. And then but then Andrew it's so like Bartis is like, so then what's going on? And Bartice, and Andrew goes, Look at her eyes. Andrew, I'm sorry. 
Bartise looks at Nancy and I thought that this would be when he'd be like, oh my God, you're crying. Let's like go talk or something. Like what's wrong? But instead he looks in her eyes and he's like, you're so beautiful. And he kisses <laughs> like, her. Yeah. And I'm like, I, that's why I like, I, I think that Bartise missed it because I think he was too worried about like what was happening and how it was going to reflect on him yeah. and so on and so forth. I think he noticed it, but knew exactly what she was saying and chose not to acknowledge the tears uh, because he, she, he knew she was telling Andrew how he's made. I re, that's my angle of Barty uh, 100. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear now. So those tears go away. I really feel that it was more of a self-preservation than totally. it was an ignorance personally, which yeah. is what I've seen with him so far. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. And I really felt for her. And you could tell Andrew was like, I'm here for the sake of being like, because they asked me to be here. Like he took, I felt the whole comp, like the whole thing, like a joke, meaning he was listening to Nancy and he was happy to be like, well, if you need anything, I'm here. I don't think he really meant it. I think it was just all lip service for the sake of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I thought was interesting was when Nancy brings this up, they get home and she's like, hey, and she did so good. Hey, babe, I felt, you know, I feel a little weird. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I felt on the way home you were quiet and on your phone. And she's trying to check in with him. Yeah. And um, Bartice was like, yeah, that conversation with Andrew. And I just, I wanted to be like, well, isn't that interesting how the roles have been re rever reversed now? Because this was one conversation. Andrew hasn't even been around, yet you've been off gallivanting with your conversations with Raven, telling her how hot you think she is. And now I'm going to get stonewalled on the way home in the car when, yeah. you know, it was just like, I was like, so Bartis rules for thee and not for me. Like. What's the mm. vibe there? You know, like it was weird. Rules for thee and not for me. So oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I say it all the time. I, I call that the narcissist motto because it's true, and I'm not calling a Bartice that here, but it is something mm. that a lot of people I think struggle with because it's like, you know, yeah, you can't I, be that way, but I can be this way. <laughs> I I think that Nancy's really giving it her all to have like healthy, honest communication about their issues. And I think that they would actually be in a very different place in their relationship if it wasn't for Nancy's attempts to like hold space for all of this muck, right? 100%, but it's not her job either. Like she's doing it's not her way job. too much of it. Yeah. And also my girl, baby girl, he's not the one, he's not the guy. No, he's just not, he's not ready. I, I, mm, He's not ready. Also, like, looks are important to him. Yeah. Let that be his fucking truth. Yeah. Let it be his truth. And he can go be with someone that aesthetically he has no reservations about. And that can be his little thing. But, yeah. like, Nancy is stunning. She's gorgeous. She's adorable. I am tired of seeing her fake all of this, like, giggly, bubbly, everything's all right as rain when she's in public or when she's with other people, even at the, the dress fitting, like it's yeah. again, it's just tee yeah. ha ha all over the yeah. place. Like I, you know, Bartice is going to lose his mind. It's like you and your mans have big issues. And I, I just like, I have a question for you just based on what you had said from the last episode, like 
when you were when you were in your last relationship and that started where you weren't immediately like oh my god i am so about this person physically blah 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 but when you when you did start to feel like oh i'm attracted and and mm. and it's like now it's overwhelming you said that you were really vocal about that right yeah yeah i remember it really well cuz it was something that we talked about um but i I loved him for who he was. Oh, I might get a little emotional. I loved him for who he was and how he showed up in our relationship so much that it really made me feel safe in so many ways. And despite not like wanting to rip his clothes off and ride that, you know, all the way home initially, (laughs) I got there because of a few things. One of my own, I wasn't fully into my own sexuality yet. That was something I very much healed a lot of in that relationship. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason I still had a lot of sexual shame. And yeah, like he wasn't my traditional type, but um, again, very similar to love is blind, like the emotional aspect, I knew there was something so special. And I knew that every time I wasn't around him, I desired to be around Mm. him. And that's when I really started to pay attention to like, listen to the emotional pull instead of like trying to put like my Gerard Butler lens on this person. You know what mm, I mean? Cause like, he's not yeah. going to turn into Gerard Butler overnight, you know, right, like he's, right. he isn't that kind of guy. And it really allowed me to focus on the value and the, the sexuality that comes from not just how a person looks, but how they be like, I don't know how else to describe it, but yes, I was very, very vocal with him about it and continuing to do so throughout the rest of our relationship because I knew how important that was to him. Like he told me, but right. two, I can put myself in his shoes and be like, fuck, like if, if I knew, cause I, he also knew that in conversation, it came up, like he wasn't my normal type. We talked about how like on a dating app, we probably wouldn't have swiped right on each other because of a few right. reasons. That was one yeah. of them. And yeah. so we were really thankful for how we met. So yeah. anyway, because of that conversation, I knew that like he needed that from me too. And so when it, when I started feeling those waves, I let that out. You know what I mean? I needed right. to. And I think so, that like, I think that Nancy is coming from a, from a similar place where she's trying to be like, like you just said, I couldn't put that Gerard Butler stamp on him. Nancy's no. like, you can't put blonde, Raven, tall yeah. model. Yeah. You can't put Raven on face me. and body on me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna grow six inches. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend $500 on my hair. Like, all, like all of these things. And I think like you either know that you're going to get there because of that other pull that you're talking about or you're not. And I just, I want us to like, yes, give grace for like, um, physical attraction to, to develop, especially if there's all of this other good juicy stuff that continues to bubble and boil and, and grow when you, when you spend time with someone that you're interested in. And we all, all of us deserve to be with someone that thinks that we are the fucking sexiest like we deserve to if that's important to us if it's not important to you fine but if it's important to you it's important to me like i want someone to like my my fondest memories of some of my relationships is feeling like there was like an attraction that was really strong it didn't have to be right at first at at the top of the connection yeah but but that eventually it was really strong and it had nothing to do with what i was eating how I was dressing, how, like what, what my, where my weight was at. Um, if I even had makeup on, like, it didn't matter. Like 
that attraction was there and I didn't have to make changes to receive it. You know what I mean? Yes. Nancy yeah. doesn't need to make changes to receive that physical, like, like praise no. and tending to from her mm-hmm. partner. And she deserves it. She, she clearly also is a sexual person herself. Yeah. You know, like she's made that pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bartis needs to sit with like, do I feel that pull towards her still? And I think that it like waxed and waned, if you will. Um, now, if we jump forward in the timeline with them, Nancy at her dress fitting starts to say that like Bartise has really been like uh, pursuing her physically again and like really opening up in that way and things have gotten better. Bartise agrees. But there's a part of me that still just feels he's trying to force himself to get there. It's not genuine. Um, just cause he has so much doubt about it. And he's very vocal about the doubt that he's experiencing with everybody, but Nancy, which is a cause for concern. Um, yes. so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see, um, you know, cause it's like, it's one of those things where, and I, I'll, I will say this, like relating back to my story, I could tell that this person was objectively attractive. It just wasn't my type. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they're so like, and Nancy even says that like your type clearly wasn't working. That's why you did this. Right. And she mm-hmm. even said that she's like, if you want your type fucking stick to your type, because that's not mm-hmm. me. And I think that everyone needs to know that, like, Am I so ingrained into my type that I truly like am un I'm not I'm not wavering like that's something that it's like I need to stick to my type or is it something where if there is enough of a, a emotional and intellectual connection like the but you can still tell this person's objectively attractive even if they're not again mm-hmm. your type can you get there with them? And for me that's a yes. And I think that everyone mm-hmm. needs to know that about themselves. You know what I mean? Um, because at the end of the day we all get old and wrinkly. And sex is a wonderful thing that you still need to work at even in the future. So it's like, is that all you value in your relationship Mm. or can there be Mm -hmm. more? Mm -hmm. Word. Yeah. (laughs) Who's next? Who have we not talked Uh, about yet? I guess Raven and SK. Oh, Raven and SK. Yeah. This was, I kind of feel for Raven. Yeah. I was confused in this these two episodes because the things that opened up from the show about FK and Raven, I was like in love with, like, I love that they had this conversation of how like SK or Raven's like, I just see marriage and my role in marriage to be so different than what I'm recognizing the, uh, these other girls like feel about marriage. And I just, you know, she loves that conversation. Oh my God. She's like, I had this moment where I doubted, uh, if there was something wrong with me, because one of the yeah. girls voted that I'd be the worst wife and, and she's like, but I guess by, yeah, but it's also by their standards of a wife, yeah. like, not my standards of a wife. And she was like, I worried that that meant something was wrong with me. And SK was like, no, like you are exactly who you are. And, and she's like, marriage means something different to me and how I see myself in marriage looks different to me. And that's okay. I guess I'm just not like. Um, I don't relate to how these other women, women view this and SK backed that up. And he was like, you are uh, like, you just need someone who allows you to want to be that version of yourself in that relationship. And who also values that. And he's like, and that's me. And she's like, and I love that. And I was like, this is so beautiful. So tell me why I am confused. 
and this could 110% be about my ignorance on the Nigerian culture. You know, we get little tastes from SK's family talking about the importance of roles. I guess I'm just confused. The only thing I'm confused about is I, I know that there's lots of different standards and cultures um, from lots of different parts of the world um, yeah. and their beautiful practices. And, and they're going to, they're going to seem odd and, and unfamiliar in America or in different parts of the country or whatever. Um, I think what I'm confused about is like SK, do you want Raven to be in this relationship as Raven or do you want her to fulfill the roles of a Nigerian wife because your culture is really important to you? And, and, and maybe it's not either, or maybe it's somewhere in between, but I can, can you make that really clear for her? Because if, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not seeing all the information, but I'm confused. Yeah. My question through all of this was, does SK's family know SK for who he is, or are they still pushing their I, ideals onto SK? I had that question too. Because what was weird to me, when we think back to SK and Raven in the pods, one of their most beautiful conversations they had was SK saying, I want you, I want to love you the way that Raven desires to be loved. Right. right. And she basically returned. I have chills saying that. And mm. um, she basically <laughs> said, likewise, you know, um, but then they're getting out into this real world and she is very much like uh, all about, she seems very open to accepting multiple aspects of Nigerian culture. And like, she's not shying away from implementing that even into her own um, headdress for her wedding, which isn't something that she ever envisioned of herself, you right. know, which is huge. That's huge yeah. for someone to be that open-minded and welcoming to a new culture that she's willing to forego what her little girl vision of her big day would yeah. look like, you know, yeah. to be able to embrace that and support her partner in that way um but when she was picking out the headdress fabric with his family they were as we all saw you know you need to keep stew in the fridge you you need to respect the family name don't go out gallivanting around dallas and it just was like they were trying they did very much deliver it with love and not judgment but yeah. i agree with raven for having alarm bells kind of go off hearing that and then my question and what I really wanted SK to kind of chime in and say, but he didn't was, I want you to understand that my family is still of the mindset that I am going to follow suit in the way that they think is in alignment with them. But mm -hmm. I do not desire that for my life. Like I kind of wanted him to remind her like, no, this is going to be our relationship and we'll implement as much or as little of that as we want. But and then, so when SK didn't give that to her, I was like, where did the guy in the pods about, I want to love Raven the way that she wants to be loved? Like, he felt, I felt him almost kind of backpedal there emotionally and kind of like, you know, zoom out in a way where he, he felt upset that Raven was like concerned about some of that stuff where it's like, but she isn't a homemaker. She isn't yeah. a homemaker. She's an entrepreneur. She busts her ass yeah. to make the money that she makes. So it just felt weird. So I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out, is this like an S like a family SK communication issue and they're trying to push their ideals onto him or is it more of a, he's subliminally not telling her that this is actually what he wants and right. visions for his life. Right. Yeah. Or is it no. editors? playing on our also brand. true could you know? also be that because because every time sk and raven talk to each other i'm like there's such a shared understanding here and they just get better and better and better at talking to one another um yeah. and then you'll see 
Raven with his family and there's no reconciliation of like SK being like, oh, I don't feel that way actually. But like, yeah, I, I, I get that they did that or I get that that was the conversation. Exactly. And then you see, a, a, you know, a clip of a, of a confessional with just SK and the producers. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be important that my wife in this case, Raven is like, um, is very aware and has respect and an interest in the nuances of Nigerian family culture, which is true, but also where, like, how do, how what do does that mean? Yeah. What does that do? mean? And how do, how do we make sense of all of this when you do have, when you are welcoming in an American into your Nigerian family culture, like what, what does that mean for her? And she's learning and she's open to learning and, uh, but like, yeah, what, like, where do you want her to be her? Where do you want her to, um, uh, pursue some of those traditional roles? Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta like draw a map. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the conversation that needs to happen now is like, yeah. is that your expectation of me that I'm going to have Stu in the house all the time? Also, right. I, I'm not, uh, what does gallivanting around Dallas mean? Cause to me, like, is, is that gallivanting as in sleeping with other people? Obviously I'm not going to do is that, that with but gallivanting, girlfriends? right. Mm -hmm. With my girlfriends or my career, if I'm an in-home concierge Pilates instructor, which I don't know if she is, but that is the thing. It's like, is that gallivanting because I'm ambitious and I'm like vacant bank. And then her mom brought that or his mom brought that up too. Like, even if you make more money, you need to like bow down was used at one port, like at those words. And I wanted, I really was like, okay, slow your roll. No one's bowing to anybody. Like even as yeah. he's used the term partner, equal partner. So I would really just want, if I was in Raven's shoes, I would want that clarity. Like, can you tell me what the expectation you have when you say, I want my wife to be understanding and open to Nigerian culture? What does that mean to you? Because I'm yeah. open and understanding it intellectually, but does that mean you want me embracing some of these more wifely habits and dynamics? Right. Like, right. tell me, right. because right. Right. that is not something she would sign up for. So yeah. if that's the case, she needs to know now. Oh, uh, one thing that we skipped over that I just wanted to mention is when, uh, when Raven's friends met SK, I was, oh, yeah. it was interesting that they were like, yeah, it's not going to work with all of this travel and all of this stuff. And before we saw all the stuff with family and yada, 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 I was sort of like, oh, y'all don't really know SK. <laughs> like I do. Yeah. Like we do. <laughs> That's how I felt. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I could see them making the travel thing work. They're two very independent people. I yeah. think that they, I think that they had him pegged for a different kind of guy. I didn't think that they were giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think that they Agreed. really thought that SK was just like pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl. And that's actually zero what their connection has been about. It's been entirely yeah. about them. They haven't had sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so haven't had sex. I didn't like the verbiage one of her friends used, which was you're robbing a fairy tale from my friend. She said mm. that she was like, you're robbing yeah. a fairy tale from my friend instead of Raven. Cause she's at the fucking table. Like I thought it was a little weird that they were speaking like that when she was right there. Um, also what but, was the fairy tale? I want to know that. Yeah. Like you're kind of, are you projecting that fairy tale? Because Raven has known from the get go that he's going back to school. So if, if Raven doesn't have an issue with it, I don't really think it's her friend's place to be like, you're taking this fairy tale away and it's not going to work. Like, yeah. 
Raven is making the conscious decision to be with this guy long distance. So, and we haven't seen them have that conversation. So I'm assuming it's happened. Maybe it hasn't. And that's really is something that they should discuss. But um, I just felt that that was not, I don't, like you said, I don't feel like they were super open-minded to hearing what, who SK, like learning about SK and hearing like who SK is. And it was way more about like protecting their friend, which I get, but yeah, both need to I get that too. Both, yeah, both need to happen. Yeah, you can't, if you're going to protect someone to the point to where you're not even open-minded about, oh, like, getting to know the person that that someone chose, like, yeah. what, what? Yeah, I think that they misjudged him. Yeah. Okay, red flag, green flag? Okay, cool. Fuck. Red flag, green flag. Um, uh, my red, red flag to Yeah, Matt. where's yours? You're going Matt. to Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to go to Matt? But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, girl. trust me. There's no shortage of red flags. Don't worry no. about it. I give mine to Matt because he continuously laughs off and tries to escape accountability for how he is when his anger comes up. And he really needs to fix that um, before yeah. he pursues any kind of relationship because bro, it's so unhealthy and it's abusive. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's abusive. I'm not fucking sorry. We got to name it what it fucking is. The way he talks to her when he's mad is abusive. Done. I'm owning Period. it. I don't give a fuck. People come yeah. at me. <laughs> and everything else that he does outside of it is just giving fake. It's giving fake. Yeah. It's too uh, much. It's weird. My red flag is going to Bartise for, um, mm. Not I, like he like it, it continuing to like bring Nancy into this place of like it's fine our connection is just gonna make it work and maybe he really wants to believe that that's fine but I don't know dog like he, clearly who what your partner looks like is really important to you and if you know that that's important to you and you feel like you're not getting that in your current relationship it is gonna be a problem in this relationship so just like get to know yourself figure it out yeah nancy could tolerate it she already knows you've already told her one million bajillion times yeah but take it in deal with it yeah my green flag goes to nancy um for speaking up in a very calm curious manner um post party where she picked up on him pulling away um, because she mm -hmm. did it so well, like her tone was great. She was very, she used, uh, uh, endearment. She called him babe when she was bringing it up to soften it. Like, good job. I give that green flag to her because she's not ignoring how she's feeling. She's picking up on it and quite soon bringing it up in a very good I statement way. So yeah, green flag goes to Nancy. Um, my green flag is going to go, I, I, it's like a toss up between like Alexa and Brennan, Brennan and Alexa. Right. <laughs> they both yeah. get it. I, I just like, I just like, I continue to love the way that they, uh, really trust in each other's connection in their connection. Um, yeah. and it makes, and then it makes them, they, they are a really good example of, uh, of a partnership that if the connection is good and the vibes are good. And like, we're also dealing with the difficult stuff is good. It makes everything else a bit more manageable. Like, yeah. I don't see a whole lot of ego present. I don't see a whole lot of like, even, even, I even think that them confronting two very different lifestyles yeah. with each other, 
I would have thought that that would have scared one of them. I know. I really I did. Know. I didn't. do. I will give a orange flag to Alexa for trying to like immediately aesthetically change um, <laughs> Brennan, like yeah. his clothes and stuff. When mama drives, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I do agree. give that an orange flag. Like let the cowboy be the cowboy. Come on, girl. Yeah. If he's yeah. asking for help, let him ask for help. If he's not asking for help, right. it's like, Gotta he did say, he's like, for if, who he, is. he goes, if that's the worst thing, I'll take yeah. it. They're just so content with each other. They're so happy. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, they are. Good job, you guys. I was going to say we'll <laughs> be at the wedding, but we won't. <laughs> we won't. I think it already happened. It did. Good job to yeah. us. Okay. Do we have new predictions? I, Okay. Uh, new updated predictions. On I think everyone's still breaking up other than Alexa and Brennan. <laughs> I, I think SK and I actually changed my mind about SK and Raven. I think they'll get married. I yeah. think they'll get married. I think that. Do you think um, it'll last though? No, but that wasn't. That's my thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I guess that's kind of where my mind is at. Is like, I, I hear you. Cause I can see that too. I can see them finding enough solid ground to get married. I just, I really, after what came up in these last two episodes, clearly there needs to be a better discussion around expectations of merging these cultures. So, and the mm. long distance thing, if they haven't talked about that in private already. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. Happy Christmas. This is going to be coming out the day Woo! after Christmas. I know. Hope it was a merry happy. one. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Happy holidays. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. If you Jax like us, Jax, Jax wants you to leave a, a rating and a review. Um, you can follow us Desperately. on Instagram and TikTok at Ditch the Script Pod. If you have any questions you want us to dig into, go to our website, ditchthescriptpod.com, and enter those, and we'll answer them. Um, and some free mini sessions are still up for grabs at uh, ditchthescriptpod.com/slash/podcast. <laughs> That's it. We out. Uh, thank here. you for tolerating our dog, specifically mine, who decided to uh, defend my household. I love it. A yeah. number of times Defended. today. It was good. Mm -hmm. He did a good job. You go, Tucker. A very good job. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you. Happy Bye. holidays. Yes. Merry Christmas. Mm. <laughs>